Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. I don't mind. We should have talked about this before should we started. I just assume that you do. Welcome <laughs> to your psychology. <laughs> you don't even know the name of it, Mike. No. Um, we can. I want to keep this bit in. Mike, the producer, does not know the name of the podcast. <laughs> Other than that, he's a brilliant producer. This is not the um, the Adam Buxton podcast. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you wish. Yes. All right, then. I'll, I'll lead it. Yes. Welcome to Psychomedy. I'm here with the, the big kahuna. The producer, Mike Hansen. Mike, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> podcast. Thanks for having me. Mm. Thanks for having me. We're, we're back where it all started. What was that? Yeah, over a year ago, just around the corner from here. In It was just down the corner, yeah. An unspecified location in London where you live. And uh, I first pitched the idea to you. And here we are a year later with at least five more listeners. Uh, yeah, they're not, they're not related to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been a wonderful, wonderful year. Yeah, it was great. Well, I remember the um, certainly that first chat because you got in touch with me about kind of a, a slightly different idea, on a similar, it's comedy related. Yeah, and it was to do with reviewing a set yep. in front of an audience. Yeah, and I, I really liked the idea, and you were working with someone else, and then um, and then I suggested that. What would be good is if um, you actually recorded the set that you're reviewing so that the audience listening would have a better idea. And then that idea went away. And then you said, but I've got this other idea. Should we meet for coffee? And then we mm -hmm. met for coffee. And then you said, it's called psychomedy. And I said, okay, I don't <laughs> care what the rest of it is. <laughs> yes, I remember your eyes lighting up at the name. And yes, I, d I don't think I even had to describe it after that. I'm sure well, that's the great thing about the name is, is that it actually. Yeah, I'm sure there you, you are other things like that. Understand exactly what it is already. Yeah, there's got to be other things like that in um, where you just pitch the name. It's just like you know whatever. I don't know. I can't think of uh, something off the top of my head. I've got toothache. Give me, a, give, yeah. let me off. Um, but yeah, the name is uh, the name is good. It sums it up. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's not just the name, but uh, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, they were good. And we've had great episodes, which is what we're going to talk about later. The first one, which turned out to be the pilot with Joe Jacobs, that you actually did without me. He just went and I tried did. it out. Yeah. Well, I don't even remember why I wasn't there for the first one. Didn't I? I don't know whether I did that before I pitched it to you or... Maybe. I'm not sure. No, I, maybe not. I think you said, yeah. I think you said maybe... 
yeah go away and uh, have a go at it so yeah we pitched up at joe jacobs house and uh, yeah just recorded it on the mac and yeah listening back to it over the last couple of days it's a interesting listen back about the psychology of comedy today with the brilliant stand-up comedian musical comedian rapper lovely man joe jacobs joe hello hello so joe is lying uh, reclined on this sofa with a beautiful throw of indeterminate colour. Um, and we are not looking at each other I mean, it was slightly, in the face. I last slightly slower you. and less slick, because obviously I was just finding my feet in terms of what I wanted to talk about. But actually a lot of the elements that were in there still hold up today. So, yeah, we're going to stick that episode on Patreon, aren't we, as, yeah. uh, as a complete episode. But um, we can listen to some of the clips during this conversation and uh, yeah Joe's a great comedian and uh, a lot of the things we talked about in terms of particularly like how you're wired as a comedian and reviews and mental health and therapy and thoughts uh, on stage and off stage and childhood and Edinburgh all those themes came up in the conversation so actually it was a good it was a good pilot really. it was and what was funny about the the, the original concept is we or you'd based it on kind of a gimmick which was that well-known online psychopath test <laughs> and you the whole the, the original idea as you pitched it to me was that you were going to sit there with your your notebook and score them yeah as you went through them and at the end rate them um on how psychopathic they actually are <laughs> yeah. as opposed to uh, according to this uh, chart yeah and and that's the funny bit and i won't give it away but the thing that i loved about the joe jacobs one and i've been itching to put it out is that there's something he says at the very, very end. <laughs> yeah. Even after about the fourth, fifth time I've listened back to it, at the end, he says something that really makes me laugh every time. Yeah. And um, which really summed up that approach to dealing with the psychology of comedy, which being a psychopath. Yeah. Um, which, in funnily enough, that we didn't, kind of went by the wayside pretty quick, didn't it? I mean, we tried it, the first episode we recorded together was Sarah Barrett. It was, yeah. At her yeah. house at another undisclosed location in London. <laughs> and um, what was interesting about that episode is, because we didn't put it out immediately, we kept it for about 12 episodes, mm. wasn't it? Mm. Um, what was funny is, again, the, the clips was the, the idea that I thought was going to make this kind of unique, playing clips back to them. Yeah. Um, she said um, we couldn't play any of the clips or there was an issue around it. <laughs> yeah. Either material burn or um, yeah, she didn't want uh, she didn't want the clips played right, in. Right. So, so, um, so the very first episode on this concept, yeah, the format the, my one format <laughs> contribution to the concept, we got um, yeah. So that's to, why that's why we held it back, didn't we? Till so, yeah. episode twelve because it was nicer than when we could play the clips in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was remind I, was, I reminded myself of that that we did use that concept uh, in Sarah Barron's episode with that psych psychopathy test but for a few reasons it was a gimmick we didn't need it worked really well in the pilot with joe jacobs yeah. because yeah without giving too much away he was the perfect fit for a psychopathic test <laughs> <laughs> whereas sarah barron's like she's, she's not on the scale yeah, she's yeah, just she's way too not on the scale um so it was much nicer those kind of i mean i just stumbled across a questionnaire a psychopathic questionnaire i thought it was a good way to frame the episodes and as i say with the joe jacobs one it worked quite well but what we're doing now is much nicer it's much more organic and we still do more natural have, yeah, yeah we still do have those elements of it in there 
and if I will mention it sometimes if I think somebody's going to be scoring quite highly on that psychopathic scale I have mentioned it a few times mm. over the uh, and there are you know quite a few comedians I can think of off the top of my head that would you know fit nicely and highly onto that scale but it doesn't mean as we say in this episode the pilot episode it doesn't mean we're going to kill anyone if we're high up on the psychopathic scale as we say you know eminent heart surgeons and uh, people in the government and comedians they might score highly for various reasons so yeah it is in, it is interesting and what were they again it's more like um this, yeah, like a determination a drive things like that but there's 16 it's harvey cleckley the um psychiatrist that came up with this diagnostic criteria for psychopathy it's just one of the scales that are used um so yeah there's 16 i mean the things i don't want to give too much away with the with the joe jacobs one but one of the funniest things was have you i asked him have you ever been in any trouble with the police yeah. <laughs> and he said well actually yeah i'm in court next week <laughs> yeah. so okay. well in terms of your psychological makeup as we approach the end of our little chat here approach the end oh towards the end, the end. <laughs> i'm just going to ask you a few questions about who you are and maybe your past and uh, maybe i just want to get a complete picture of you because we we know what you are now walking onto the stage and the day of a gig and how it differs, but here's some, here's some maybe quick fire things. Ever got into any legal trouble that you wouldn't mind talking about? Yeah, loads. Yeah? I'm, uh, I'm going to court on 20th. <laughs> <laughs> for a driving offence. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was funny. And uh, I'm glad we were releasing that episode because, yeah, there's, uh, there are a few. We just, we, I guess we kept it back. I don't know why, really. Just because it was the pilot, but maybe we should have released it before now. I know you, you maybe wanted to release it before now, but... Um, I mean, the, the sound is slightly different to what we're getting now. Yeah. Mainly because you, you know, see that on your Mac and I wasn't there. And, yeah. But I did edit it and mix with the music, so it did fit. No, it sounds um, nice. Yeah. It sounds nice. I guess having that gimmick now seems a bit dated in terms of... But it's really lovely after a year looking back. And, and I think probably me putting my psychological hat on now is that you probably you're much more comfortable in an interview now. Well, so that's you've it, grown yeah. over the last year. Yeah. Whereas obviously I was the first one. You didn't have me there to guide or prompt or or bounce yeah. off of. So maybe you just felt. Yeah, it was it, it was just finding it, wasn't it? And mm. uh, it took. I mean, usually with these things, you do a couple of pilots. So mm. those first early episodes, um, we won't tell the listeners exactly which ones they are, but. Um, you know, but it, was, it only took one or two episodes before we really hit a groove and we thought, well, this is really it. I mean, there was probably a moment in maybe the second or third episode that we just thought, oh, yeah, yeah. this is really working now. And then and then things happen within a month or two. And there were those kind of cut the atmosphere with a knife moments where I looked at you afterwards and we just smiled and we mm. just like, this is really working now. Yeah. I mean, I can think of a good few of those, you know. For me, I think the, the one the one episode I always harp on about it was the first time I thought all the elements of the concept are really naturally there, and that was with Mark Cram. Yeah. And because he was the first one, at least to be recorded, who openly talked about, um, without being prompted about um, being bipolar. Yeah. He brought that up. It was one where we, we recorded them uh, at the Camden, 
and he had a bad gig, or he had, had a bad heckle. He had a tricky heckle. He had yeah. a tricky heckle, oh, yeah. which really bothered him. Yeah. So the homophobic heckle. The homophobic yeah. So playing, and I remember that was the first time I met him that night, mm. and he was pretty pissed off. And then his getting his reflection mm. a week later about yeah, I probably handled that badly. I was, and he, that's what he says. I was having a bad week. I'm bipolar anyway. Yeah. And so everything, you know. So the the, the having him respond to the clip from the gig. And then explaining because it's due to mental health, and then um, then he talks about homophobia and, and dealing with that, yeah. and then he leads on to a really funny gag about yeah. being heckled in a really funny way <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in Derby or something like that. Yeah. When he mentions he's bisexual, and yeah. Then, and I'm, you know, if you want to hear that gag, you can go back and listen to Mark <laughs> Cramer. But it is a funny one, and or listen to the many highlight episodes we've done because I always stick that one in there because for many that for for me that was the first episode where it ticked all the boxes we had mental health we had yeah. opening up about stuff we had reaction to a set that we recorded and played back to him and then we had a lot of laughs it, it just ticked everything for me go yeah this concept's really going to flow yeah and that's the beauty of having a, a good concept hopefully something we were talking about before we started recording this in terms of comedians someone like mark cram a great comedian but uh, i'm sure he won't mind me saying this the general public won't know who he is as much as you know other people we've had on because he hasn't got a tv profile mm. but he's a great comedian and as an interview it was just such a great interview for all the reasons you've just said and over the time we can just see that in all the all the comedians we've had on uh, great interviews whether they're very famous or not it's uh, it's the concept which is the important thing isn't it mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, there's been there's been a few moments like that that I that I look back on and I just get very excited, you know, just by the idea and in the moment. And then listening back, it's the it's the little silences. I'd implore anyone to listen back on the Jake Yap episode. That's the one I always think mm. back on because. It's something about the concept as well, which we haven't mentioned here, about them not looking at each other in the yeah, eye yeah. and laying back. And Jake really mm. did, and there's a little bit of video on that you can get on the psychomedy.co.uk website of how Jake was lying down there. Yeah. And I think it does help. Some people want to look me in the eye, but some people really embrace that concept. And they do, as in a therapy session, you can lose yourself. And a good few people like Nick Helm have said, oh, I can't believe I was so open with you mm. and you know I think there is a lot in there with not looking me in the eye and Jake took that to the nth degree with really lying down like no one mm. else had closing his eyes and there's a moment where he just takes a pause and talks about the review that he had mm. and that moment was so visceral raw, raw, raw yeah. for me and the in the silences you can hear the hurt in people sometimes and um, there's been several moments like that and one's in lockdown as well which I'm like oh my god you know you've re you're really opening up here in a way that I've not heard you open up before mm -hmm. so that's that's the beauty of the concept yeah yeah and then the the daily dose was we were talking just before we were recording because it's the first time we've seen each other in face to face mm. uh, in four months because I didn't see you the last time I guess it is, yeah. we recorded Maria's 
episodes we haven't put out yet because yeah. that was the weird thing is I recorded it around the end of February and then I went to Canada for a week for my dad's birthday. Yeah. Just as everything was kicking off and when we came back mid-March. Yeah. And we'd, we were planning to put Maria, we'd recorded a couple and I'd edited it and we'd had them scheduled to go out while I was away. Yeah. And the plan was we were going to edit Maria and put it out that Friday and we got back we just thought it's just going to sound so weird because <laughs> there's no mention of COVID or anything that's going yeah. on. And it was blowing up. And and then we had um, we had an interview scheduled that week mm. that got canceled because of everything. And then we were thinking, well, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to get this on? And then you were saying, you, or you called me, so we'll, I was saying, why don't we do a shorter spinoff? Yeah. Every day. <laughs> every day. Are you sure? <laughs> this might go on for years. No, no. Let's do it every day. You sure? Okay. All right. And then, yeah. um, and that's how we. I think that Friday. Did we do Patrick? I guess we did Pat. We did we? Patrick first. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad yeah. I had that thought. As I've mentioned in the podcast on the Daily Dose, I was incredibly low, the for the 48 hours, thinking, what am I going to do for. Well, I, at the time, I thought it was only going to be 12 weeks, but as it's turned out, it's been a lot longer. Um, and yeah, so glad I had that thought and then so glad you went with it because it's been yeah. a lot of work for us both. But I think it's really paid more, off. More than you than me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I will that. But I've mm. enjoyed the work. I mean, mm. it stopped at exactly the right time mm. for me as well. But while it was happening, I looked forward to it. I enjoyed the interviews, catching up with people. Some people I'd never met, but mainly people I'd met. Um, but the joy of it was, yeah. It was good to have something, at least one thing I had to do every day. Yeah. Uh, because I had lots of work or things I could do. But the weird thing about um, lockdown for me was there was no sense of urgency anymore. No, everything was on hold. Nothing really had to get done. Yeah. I didn't have a deadline for anything. And having spent almost all my career in, in live radio, I need that really um, in-your-face deadline. You've got to get it. You're on air in 10 minutes. Get it done now. There's no, yeah. no, well, do it tomorrow. There's nothing. Yeah. And lockdown, suddenly all that was gone. And without that sort of deadline or a task to do, I just wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't write the novel. I wouldn't learn to play piano. All the things that people said they were going to do never did. Yeah. Um, I just wouldn't even bother making that pledge because I just knew I wouldn't do it. So yeah. having a task every day, regardless, I had to listen back, edit if necessary, make some notes, and post it. Yeah. Um, and there were there were nights when I thought, oh fuck, <laughs> why did I sign up for this? Yeah, there was but, the one or two where it got you know, but it was just so therapeutic. It was mm. therapeutic for me and the guests usually. Yeah, definitely. And therapeutic for the audience. Just such good feedback, getting people through. You know, some really heartfelt messages were sent to me, particularly in those first couple of months. Just messages like, you're the one thing that's getting me through every day. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know. And um, But it was really getting me through. So it was just it was just a win-win mm -hmm. all round. I mean, I really did love it. Yeah, after we went from 32 episodes to about 108 episodes during lockdown. So by the yeah. end of it, I was like, thank God we're having a month off yeah. now. Thank certainly you. did uh, wonders for our figures as well. Because yeah, yeah, well, it's just it's just been a win-win all round. So yeah, so pleased the figures have just shot up, and everywhere in the world as well. You know, we've charted all over the world really, yeah. in weird places as well as France and, well, and places uh, you'd expect uh, yeah. in America. But uh, 
Macau and the, Mongolia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Argentina, number one, baby. <laughs> number one in Argentina. But um, what was the other sort of silver lining about all the, the lockdown stuff was that um, we were able to expand. As you say, you would talk to comedians we hadn't talked to or because of the concept of being in the same room face to face like we are now. Yeah. Not looking at each other in the eye, but you know, as Jake was lying on your sofa, usually at your place, on the sofa, you sat next to him. Mm. And we never really considered, well, I didn't even know Zoom ex existed, but we didn't think about Skype. We thought about how to get American comedians on, well, we don't want to do it on Skype or on online. Yeah. We'll have to wait till they come over for Edinburgh, and then that's, you get another diary and all that. Mm. So it just, out of necessity, just because you need to talk to someone new every day, and you couldn't go to we had to do it on zoom and skype originally mm. um that sort of barrier was suddenly gone which then opened a whole new pool of of comedians that we probably wanted to get on but just thought we well, we can't get them on until they're in london we can see them face to face yeah yeah it was great from that perspective catching up with comedians in america and australia talking to brendan and yeah mm. what the listeners didn't appreciate or maybe like someone even... like al lubel yeah you know what amazing story that was yeah yeah and he's not working there like he, is he ever going to come back over here we probably never would have had him on what yeah a great, what a great story he, he had oh he, he he was amazing yeah i mean the brendan episode was amazing and what what makes the brendan episode even more amazing was it was like two o'clock in the morning uk time i was talking mm. to him about mm. this and he was dropping obviously you know huge issues in his life but again people in america was talking to at one two in the morning but they were all great and yeah when we when we started the daily dose episodes i was encouraging pe people not to use the video to keep that concept of not looking people in the eye but as time went on i just found we could look at each other but having that barrier of not being in the same room not looking at each other physically in the eye there was still a little bit of a barrier between us so people felt i thought that they could open up mm. just just the same you know and uh you know, we partner with ThreadUp, the counselling service, and they've been doing therapy online, and it works just as well. Um, you know, so it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it. Let's have a second wave so we can <laughs> yeah. do another eighty comedians. I think it's coming. Mm. Yeah. We shouldn't we shouldn't pick our we shouldn't pick any other favourite moments maybe because they no, genuinely no. have. I mean, I know. Uh, Everyone always says this. I've loved every one, and maybe I haven't loved every single one exactly the same, but I have really enjoyed every single one. And, um, you know, and as I say, in lockdown, it's got me through mental health wise. Um, it's, uh, it's just been wonderful, and I look forward to the new season. What are we going to do in the new season, Mike? We're going to go back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> do exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, it's the. Well, it's it's going to be again more in depth, um, on a weekly basis, uh, in person when we can, as much yeah. as we can. But do some yeah. out out some do some outdoor recordings. Yeah, that'll be nice on your beautiful patio and my beautiful garden. Perhaps mm -hmm. that will be nice. But yeah, we've got some exciting guests in the offing. And maybe even going back to some of the lockdown guests, because we didn't really talk about, mm. we didn't really go back as we would do in a normal episode of Psychomedy. And there are several of the lockdown guests I'd like to get out, get on again and uh, drill down into their, 
psychology because they were giving hints, but we just mm. didn't have the time in those daily dose shows to really to really go back. And there'll be some people that didn't give anything away. And I'm sure if we got them on the psychomedy sofa, there's something about that psychomedy sofa that they <clears throat> even if it's up. virtual, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, if anyone listening to this has a particular guest they'd like to actually see on the sofa and like me to drill down into their childhood and um, I mean I think it's uh, it's just it, the whole thing's just fascinating and there are parallels with COVID and racism in a way that you really have to go back and really to truly understand what's going on it's always going back a long way to really truly understand you know, people trying to deal with issues, mental health issues or whatever it is, COVID, racism. If you don't go back in time a long way, then you can't truly understand people. And that's when we've had the great interviews, when we've gone all the way back. Mm. And there are things that have been there through their whole life and you just see it in them. And they maybe see it for the first time. There's been several interviews like that where people have got to the end of the interview and you and they've said, oh, my God, thank you. It's always yeah. been like it's been a therapy session. Hmm. And or they'll say, oh, I've never said that to anyone. Yeah. Before. Like it's the first time that's occurred to them. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope we can release the Maria Shahata episode that you hmm. that you mentioned because I'm sure we can. And when we do release that, there are, there are moments in that you, you just think, oh, you've never really discussed this before. But this is, I think, the key to some of the yeah. issues in life that you're having. But we've all got those kind of issues and we've often mooted putting me on the couch, haven't we, and getting a mm. therapist to interview me. And there'll be a lot with me from my childhood that as soon as you get in these therapy sessions, you think, oh, my God, yeah. Mm. And it seems so obvious to someone you're talking to me, to someone you're talking to that, oh, yeah, my dad, my mum used to do this. Like the Elf Lions episode is a case in point where... You know, she had things written on coasters. Yeah, yeah. Um, failure is not an option. Failure is not an option. <laughs> and she couldn't quite see why yeah. that was a key element to, potentially a key element to her personality, which seems so obvious to everyone else. But yeah, it would be maybe interesting. Maybe at the end of season two, that'll be a special episode we can mm. do. We can maybe get maybe one of the, the therapists from the Fred The first TV up. show. Yeah, or the first TV show. Well, absolutely. That's... Uh, that's the hope for the future for this, isn't it? Mm. Um, so. Um, oh, that was the one. The other thing that kind of went on pause is that we were talking. Yeah. About developing this for a more visual medium, yeah. and that all went. Yeah, yeah, but um, I'm sure that'll come back. It does fit naturally into, and we will be recording more, I guess, for Patreon and releasing it that way. Mm. But it does fit uh, fit nicely into a. TV format, but before I start sounding too much like Alan Partridge and saying, oh, we could do it very cheaply <laughs> from uh, Mike Hansen Productions. <laughs> um, but yes, hopefully that'll happen in the future, if only to rescue me from my, from my imminent poverty mm. of being out of work for three months. Yeah, so it's like everything the comedians were saying during lockdown, I was reflecting back on them really we're, we've all been in the same boat and we're all just uh, trying to paddle out of shit creek at the moment mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I'm sure we will with your help Mike well there you go <laughs> at least we do things outdoors now indeed yeah. indeed well I'm back on I'm back on stage or indeed a patch of grass 
already by the time this goes out. So. Actually, I know what I wanted to talk to you about. Because um, mm. we, we had a, a brief Twitter exchange the other day where you were pointing out the inconsistency, you know, to be polite, where you can have a, a pub full of people with no masks laughing and breathing and, and spitting all over each other. But you can't have the upstairs of that same pub, someone standing on stage making 30 people laugh. Yeah. And which I agree. And, then, and what I couldn't understand is that if you go to the pub down the bar, there's probably plexiglass dividing mm. as a barrier between the server and the customer. Mm. So why couldn't you put that up on the stage? As a barrier, if, if the problem is the comedian speaking and projecting is flowing, could you could you adapt to doing a gig between behind a plexiglass? You could do, but I just don't think it's I just don't think it's necessary. I think if the government said, well, the only way we'd get stand-ups on stage is a bit of plexiglass, then absolutely mm. we'd all just put plexiglass up and get back to work. I just think the government are scra scrambling around for what the rules are. And of course, stand-ups are the lowest um, in their priorities. And yeah. why shouldn't we be? Well, the arts was <laughs> the lowest of the anyway. So yeah. you're like on the, on the very bottom of the bottom rung anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, the lowest of their priorities, but we have been forgotten to a certain extent. And uh, hopefully they'll, they'll rectify that. But yeah, I mean, the rules make absolutely no sense. If 300 people in a Weatherspoons can talk to each other and be sick over each other, but a stand-up can't stand there and shut everyone up, which should be safer. I mean, I can understand it. If you were the spitting comedian or, <laughs> you know, yeah. you were known to be playing, there's a few trombonist comedians or the tuba playing comedian, mm. and absolutely maybe. But if you're just talking into a mic, it's a lot safer than a whole pub talking to no, exactly. each other. So hopefully... But even if the, the audience have masks on, you know, or they're every other seat and it's not full yeah. capacity, there's ways around it. It's so inconsistent. It is. I mean, the way this is moving, I mean, this, if this discussion goes out in a week or two, it may be that it's already been it's already announced. Yeah, yeah. It's already been announced. I'll that... cut that bit out then. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it's, um, it is a huge frustration at the moment. But yes, when this goes out a week or so ago, I was. I haven't done it yet, but um, I would have been in Buxton doing outdoor gigs. I did, an outdoor, uh, I did a first outdoor gig, actually, a practice run through that show couple of days ago to five people in a garden in London so I'll continue to do that there'll be garden gigs kicking off and uh, yeah hopefully very maybe, soon maybe that'll be part of the patreon package you know <laughs> kids parties <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think you want my new show in the kids party um, <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah I mean this as I say this will have happened by the time I do it but I'm yeah getting back on stage uh, the Buxton Fringe, and my opening gag is a joke that um, if you're really not in tune with my sense of humour, you could be totally turned off stand-up comedy forever and think, well, thank fuck there's no stand-up comedians, if that's the kind of level we're pitching it at. Mm -hmm. um, so, you're looking forward to it, are you? Are you nervous at all? Well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't get nervous. As I've, I think I've said in this podcast, I, was, um, I think that's why it would be interesting to talk to me mm. <laughs> on the couch and have someone talking to me and, yeah just go back and because there was a time I was nervous about some things but I really don't get nervous at all now which is quite scary in a way and I often talk about being a little bit dead inside but I've got huge emotions when it comes to love and pain and everything else but certainly when it comes to comedy I'm a bit dead inside and I'm very I don't know whether I've mentioned the Prince Charles thing on the podcast I think I have 
where there was a famous clip with Prince Charles being shot at and he hardly flinches. Mm. And I'm a bit like that. And I don't suppose for a second it's a good thing because a lot of people say to me, Nathan, are you happy? I'm like, yeah, I'm really happy. It's like, well, why aren't you smiling? I'm like, well, I'm just not that. I'm not that kind of person. I'm, and I point them to that Prince Charles clip mm. of being shot at. Like, if I was shot at, I'm sure I'd just be like, oh, this will probably be all right. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I've been. Um, Are you going to wear your so, um, Oliver Botang suit? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how I... Yeah, maybe when I used to wear those Oliver Botang suits 72 years ago when I first started in comedy, I, I would have been nervous. Yeah, certainly my first gig. My first gig, it was many, many years ago though now. I think when you've done anything for as long as I have, you're not going to be nervous. But yeah, talking about Dead Inside, I was temperature tested the other day to get into a restaurant with someone um, just this week. And my temperature came up at 34 point something. And there was a doctor um, on hand and uh, she said, if you were 34.0, I'd have to take you straight to hospital. Really? Um, other people were 36 degrees. That's the normal temperature. And I was 34 point something. And they said, that's quite weird, actually. So maybe I am cold. Right. Like maybe yeah, maybe yeah. I'm literally dead inside. Maybe you'll mm. look inside me and there's no heart. Mm. Just like Tin Man. <laughs> the little prick. Mm. <laughs> the worst of the Wizard of Oz characters. <laughs> Tin Man. Um, what, yeah. does that, what does that make me? one with no brain <laughs> yeah I, I think you're, you're well, I'm either a coward or, or a brain dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yes thank you Mike anyway yeah. for finally finally uh, I'm using my psychology degree I can't believe I've really never used it before because I loved psychology at university as we've said a few times maybe in the early days of this journey i got a first and i tell you why i got a first because i just found it very easy because i loved it so much um and the fact that i didn't use it afterwards because i just wanted to ponce around doing comedy i mean you use psychology to a certain extent but actually using it this way has been brilliant mm. and the therapists that i've met off the back of this and talking to people more in depth about psychology and learning more about psychology it has been a really it has been a really brilliant year and maybe after this year, I'm slightly less dead inside, but mm. not according to the uh, temperature gauge mm -hmm. at Nando's the other day or wherever I was. Right. <laughs> you, you hadn't eaten the peri-peri yet, I guess. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's it. That was what was most shocking about it, that I think I'd run to be on time for this. So I was feeling quite, quite mm -hmm. warm, I think. But that temperature gauge doesn't lie. And I'm absolutely dead to the core, mm. which what, which makes me such a brilliant stand-up comedian, because nothing's going to phase me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a great journey, great first year, and uh, great first year. I look forward to the. It's a shame we weren't back in Edinburgh because I did enjoy that as well. Yeah, absolutely. We can do. I some... Actually, know what I'm doing now. That's really pissed me off. After oh, God, yeah. I was out there four days, five days, spent the whole time running back and forth to the electronic shop. <laughs> trying to get the right cables. And then finally, the guy said, oh, you should have just plugged it in here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The behind the scenes I of that have, episode. I might, have, I might have seen more than our live show, <laughs> my week in Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah, the behind the scenes of that episode would be a great patron bonus if they could see your stress for a week, mm -hmm. trying to just buy one cable. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You don't understand what goes into these episodes. You think I just rock out of bed, 
And you think Mike just rocks out of bed, but he's potentially been wasting five days just trying to buy a cable. You don't know how much my teeth are hurting right now. You don't understand, listeners, what we stand-ups go through. And you look at us on stage, and then you have the, you have, you dare to review us, some of you. <laughs> when you don't know what's going on, you don't know that Mike can't buy the right cable. Mm. And you're reviewing it, saying it was shit. Well, it wasn't my fault, it was Mike's fault, because he yeah. didn't have the right cable. And it wasn't my fault, it was the text guy. Because if he told me <laughs> at the beginning of the, of the week that all I needed was a memory stick to plug in the desk, I would have spent all of my trip in Edinburgh at that, or the three electronic shops on uh, <laughs> yeah. that main drag. I can't even remember the street now. Blocked it from my memory. Anyway. So nothing else to say about the Joe Jacobs episode. We're just going to play that. I think it's just, just introduce it, yeah. that clip in as yeah. we introduced it and um and yeah um i hope the patron grows we've got some great content in there already and as we've said you can get the full joe jacobs episode in there is really interesting to see and there there are many people who have listened to every single second of every single episode which i always love when even somebody... i haven't done that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah god my closest friends haven't done that they gone, yeah, we were on about Shazzy and Mirza now. I'm mm. like, that's episode four. What are you doing? Um, but there are many people that messaged me and said I haven't missed a single second. And, you know, some of those people are supporting the patron already. And obviously, thank you so much to uh, not just you, Mike, but to mm. everyone that's... No, definitely. Uh, to Thread Up and uh, yeah, everyone else who's been supportive. and All the comedians all that have given up their time and... Mm. Um, Several times, sometimes, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I think um, um, I think Trevor Locke's got the is in the lead with I think four he appearances. To, uh, he might have the record. Yeah, whether he's got the record for actual time spent in the in the chair, I think that belongs to maybe Marcus or Brendan or Mick mm. Helm or some of those episodes went on for yeah, a good hour and a half. Uh, mm. Amazing kind of journeys in those episodes. But yeah, I mean, thank you, thank you to everyone for supporting, and it's just been. So exciting, and I know we uh, joke about being number one in Argentina, but when these things come up and we're above Joe Rogan, even for just 24 hours or a week, you got to take those like, victories when you get them. Right? Absolutely, it's just been it's just been great, and um, yeah, keep that feedback coming. We need we need more reviews going up online, and uh, good ones, yeah, good not ones, that's good ones, <laughs> good ones, yeah. Um, we need those good reviews coming up online, and uh, yeah, just really excited about the next about the next year um even if it stayed exactly the same it would be exciting but i'm sure we're gonna as you say explore tv avenues different live avenues and um as the lockdown proved we can throw us a curveball with this format and we can uh, we can roll with it definitely mm. well done thanks there we go thank you i can get back to my paracetamol now <laughs> He's 24 too much oh, in a day. Shit, I didn't record this. <laughs> so that is our show for this week. Hope you enjoyed that peek behind the curtain. And please do listen to that Joe Jacobs pilot episode, whether you've been listening all along or are fairly new to psychomedy. I think you're going to love hearing where it all began. Fascinating and very funny. You can do so by becoming a patron back at, at patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. You can get all sorts of other exclusive content there, as well, including full uncut conversations on video with the likes of Erica Rhodes, Joe Stapleton, Murray Lachlan-Young and Trevor and Simon. 
So we'll be back now in September with a new series of Psychomedy, returning to a weekly schedule then, if not exactly normality due to the ongoing major cutback of live comedy gigs. In the meantime, please catch up on all the previous weekly and daily dose episodes. Treat it like a virtual Edinburgh festival by listening to me talking with your favourite comedians. And you never know, I may pop up at the Edinburgh Fringe, just like I popped up in Buxton. Stay tuned to my Twitter for news on that. And if you're in Berlin on Sunday the 16th of August, I'm doing my award-nominated show, Observational, at Space Medusa. So that's Berlin on Sunday the 16th at 8pm. Psychomedy was presented by me, Nathan Cassidy, BSc in Psychology, First Class Honours, and produced by Mike Hansen, BA English for Pod People Productions. Theme music by Mike as well. Follow us on at Psychomedy Pod, at Nathan Cassidy, and at Pod People UK, and check out our counselling partners, threadup.co.uk. Subscribe to Psychomedy on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favourite shows. Have a fantastic summer. Loads of love. Thank you so much for listening and see you all in September. Ball.